When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable, too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp H-E-L-P. Do you believe in fate? Well, I never did. I'm a 21-year-old college student studying finance and banking. So, yep, numbers are my forte. Therefore, I'm a logical thinker. Horoscopes and chance meetings? As if. But then I met someone who changed it all. I'm Kai, by the way, and let me tell you my story. It all started one evening while studying. I got a serious craving for some Cheetos, so I went out to get some. That's when I saw a petite girl shouting at two huge guys in the park. Hey, Bigfoot, did you really just litter? Pick it up now or I'll give you a good going over. Oh man, did this girl have a death wish? And was she drunk? The two guys didn't look happy. They approached her and one of them even raised his hand up like he was going to hit her. But she quickly pushed his hand away, which only made him matter. Man, I didn't want to get involved in this. So I pretended I hadn't seen them and walked off. But then I was just a few steps away. I heard one of the guys scream. And the other guy said, what the gross? I could have just carried on walking, but nope, my curiosity got the better of me. So I turned around and saw that one guy was covered in vomit. Then the girl pointed at me and said, honey, there you are. Then she fainted. Huh? I didn't know her. I was staring at them, looking perplexed. When one of the dudes yelled, why are you still standing there? Quickly take your crazy girlfriend home if you don't want to taste my fist. I was so scared, I hurried over and carried this girl off. I had no idea who she was or where she lived. Um, this was crazy. I placed her down on a nearby bench and looked around for those guys, but luckily, they'd gone. I didn't know what to do, so I left her there and walked off. But then I started to feel bad. Was I too heartless? What if something else happened to her? So I went back and gave the girl a piggyback ride back to my house. Jeez, she was so much heavier than she looked. As soon as I dropped her onto the couch, her phone rang, so I answered it. Hello? Then the person on the other end of the line asked, Who are you? Where's my friend? I muttered out my address and was about to tell her to come pick up her friend, but she already hung up. Why was she so rude? I'd almost bust my back carrying her friend to safety. How annoying. This night has been far too dramatic for me, and worse still, I didn't have any Cheetos. I decided to take a shower, then get some sleep. But as soon as I stepped out of the bathroom, the doorbell rang. 
I presumed it must be the girl's friend, so I answered the door. Then two cops immediately pushed me against the wall and handcuffed me. Before I could fathom what was happening, one of them said kidnap and assault accusations had been made against me, and I was escorted to the station. What? I tried to explain what happened, but they wouldn't listen to me. That night, as I sat in the cold, uninviting cell, I found myself regretting my kindness. I didn't sleep a wink. I just hoped the next morning came quickly, so that I could confront that girl about this false accusation. But before I could do that, the cops released me at dawn. The girl had sobered up and told him it was all just a misunderstanding. Well, luckily, she still remembered a bit, or else ugh, I didn't dare to imagine it anymore. I swore I would never get involved with anyone in need ever again. No good deed goes unpunished, for real. A few days later, when I was watching TV, someone knocked on my door. And you wouldn't believe it. It's the drunk girl. I looked at her suspiciously. What are you doing here? The girl didn't say anything. Instead, she coldly slipped past me and entered my house. Huh? What was she playing at? Then she glared at me and asked me about that night. After I told her everything that happened, she laughed. Okay, I believe you. If I didn't, you'd know about it. She held her fist in front of me. I startled and almost fell off my chair. Then she chuckled. Now I'm hungry. Go make your guests some food. What was with this girl? She was so direct and bold. I glanced at her and said no, but she continued. If you don't, I'll go to the cops and change my statement. Then she got up to leave, so I quickly said, okay, okay, fine. Then reluctantly searched my cupboards for food. Ah, trusted spaghetti, how you never fail me. So I prepared Balinese for us. While she was eating, she said, I'm Nora, by the way, the best screenplay writer major in the country. She winked. She thanked me for the food, then left. Phew, that'd be it now, surely. Nope, turns out this was just the beginning. The next morning, she texted me. Come pick me up for college ASAP, else I'm calling the cops. Was she being serious? Then she sent me another message with her address and told me to hurry up. I rushed over there and she got into my car, glared at me, and said, You're late. And that's how I somehow became this Nora girl's servant. Her calls and messages could come at any time. And she would always force me to do things for her straight away. One time I was soaking in the bath when she texted and demanded I bring her some chocolate. Another time she called me at 2 a.m. and told me she was bored, so I had to come over and play some video games with her. I also became her unpaid Uber driver. Every day, from home to school and back. And it's inevitable that I overslept once, so Nora bombarded my phone with tons of texts and calls. I groggily answered, and she used her calling the cops threat again to force me to get there in 15 minutes. What a pain in the neck! Another time, I just stepped out of the house to go and hang out with my friends when Nora showed up and insisted that I had to take her to the cinema. She wouldn't take no for an answer, so I had to cancel on my friends and go watch some bland movie with her. Such a troublesome girl, right? But strangely, as time went by, I started to find Nora less annoying, and instead found myself smiling when she texted me or called. On the days when she didn't bother me, well, my mood seemed to dampen. Was I crazy? I mean, she was cute, very spontaneous, and, well, there was no one else quite like her. But then, all of a sudden, the messages and calls stopped. Did she not want me around anymore? I miss Nora. Many times I had to stop myself from calling her. I should be happy I was out of Nora's control, right? Then one day out of the blue, my phone beeped. It was Nora. Come to the Starbucks on Vincent Street. Move it. You have five minutes. Jeez, that bossy tone again. Still, I immediately drove to the address. When I got there, I saw Nora with a guy and a girl. I walked over to them and just sat down. Nora held my arm. Honey, why are you so late? I stared at her in surprise. She smiled and turned to the other two. 
This is Kai, my boyfriend. What? Did I get it wrong? Did she just say I was her boyfriend? Then she said, Kai, this is my former bestie, Kim, and her boyfriend, Greg, who's also my ex. Awkward, right? But I have you now, so we can all be friends. Reading the situation, I realized I had to go along with it. So I stroked her hair and said, Yes, my honey muffin, anything you want. My cheesy lines seemed to work, as they both looked annoyed, then left. So I turned to look at Nora and stammered. Did you just say I'm your boyfriend? Nora said nonchalantly, Yeah, isn't that okay? If you don't like it, forget it. Then she was about to leave. I pulled her hand and said, Yes, of course. Sounds great. So that's how we became an official couple. We went on a few dates, and she was her usual demanding self. Not that I'd want her any other way. Then one time, after a month of dating, Nora dragged me to a swan lake in a nearby park. She looked at me for a long time and then said, Kai, I'm studying abroad for a year. I leave tomorrow. I glared at her in surprise and asked why she hadn't told me sooner. She continued, I guess I didn't want to make you sad, and I don't know if your feelings are big enough, so write down your feelings for me and give them to me tomorrow. That night, I carefully wrote down all my thoughts and feelings for her. I still had hope that this one year of long-distance love would be over quickly. The next day, I drove her to the airport and handed her my letter. To my surprise, Nora also gave me a letter and told me over and over that I could only read it when I got home. Of course, I obeyed her. Then read it as soon as I passed my door. And whoa, I wasn't expecting this. In it, Nora confessed all this time she was just using me to get revenge on her ex and took advantage of me to get over him. That night we had first met, she found out about him and Kim, but now she regretted how she treated me. At the end of the letter, she wrote, If fate wants us to be together, then we'll meet again one day. What? I was so shocked, so I called to tell her she didn't need to feel guilty, and that I forgave her. I kept calling, but it didn't work. I also asked her friends, but no one knew how to reach her. She disappeared from all social media, and just like that, she vanished from my life. I missed Nora so much and found myself hoping that fate would reunite me with her someday. Then one time while I was surfing YouTube, this web drama called My Destiny is Yours caught my eyes. Curious, I decided to check it out. And I watched wide-eyed as my story with Nora played out in front of me through each episode. This definitely was written by Nora. But how would she end it? It stopped at the part where the girl left and cut off all contact with the guy. An announcement popped up on the screen. The finale was launching at 9pm tonight. I anxiously watched the seconds tick by. During the last episode, the two characters met up at a swan lake. I had a hunch, so without a second delay, I immediately ran to the swan lake in the nearby park. My heart flipped when I saw a girl standing there. It was Nora. Man, I ran so fast and hugged her. She hugged me back, then said, I was a little nervous you wouldn't see the movie. Then she smirked. But it doesn't matter anyway. I could have just texted you, come to the swan lake now, and you would have come, right? Then we both burst out laughing and continued to hug each other. Well, you see, fate brought me and Nora together, and this logic-loving skeptic is now a big believer in destiny. How about you? Have you found your destiny yet? My name's Sam. I met Elise in middle school. She was our neighbor, and I'd always had a crush on her. I just never got the courage up to say hi. That day, a group of boys were picking on me, and Elise swooped in to save the day. One moment, they had me by my collar, and the next... They were crying on the floor, snot dripping down their noses. Elise was my hero. She got told off by our principal, and they had her parents come in. I could tell they were very mad at her, but that was the beginning of our friendship.
Elise and I spent every day together. And then, one day, I asked her to be my girlfriend. She said yes. It was the happiest day in my life. But I didn't realize someone else liked her. It was one of the boys who was tormenting me. And in his jealousy, he told everyone he saw us kissing. That made Elise's parents very mad. So mad that they had a fight with my parents. They ended up moving, and I never even got to say goodbye to my childhood sweetheart. One day, she was there. The next, her whole house was empty. Many years passed and I forgot about her. I poured my soul into my work until I struck gold. Pretty much literally. I was working on my grandpa's farm when I noticed some gold nuggets in the river. I followed it all the way to a hidden cave and saw that the cave wall had collapsed and the ground had cracked exposing the gold there. A spring of water was gushing out, creating a stream that carried the loose gold all the way down the river. I became a billionaire overnight. My family enjoyed life like we never did before. We bought all the surrounding land around the farm and built a mansion. I built a mining company, and I bought cars, a boat, and my own jet. Three years later, my best friend came home from a job abroad with someone in tow. It was Elise. She had grown even more beautiful than before. We were so happy to see each other, we hugged immediately. I was coming home to meet you, and guess who I bumped into on the plane? I never even suspected something was off. Elise and I began dating again. We did everything together. I promised her the world. And before long, we were engaged. Jay started working for my company. I was so thankful to him I made him my right-hand man. I couldn't thank him enough for reuniting me and Elise. Two months later, I proposed to Elise, and she said yes. I was going to marry her in Switzerland. I booked an entire ski resort for our guests, and I wasted no time. We flew on my private jet with my best man Jay and our closest friends. In the middle of the flight, Elise excused herself. She said she needed to do her makeup. Five minutes later, J2 stood up. I found that weird, but I ignored it. When 20 minutes had passed and Elise hadn't gone back yet, I asked our flight attendant to check on her. She smiled at me, and she blushed. I always found it so cute how she had a crush on me. Nicole went behind the curtain to check on Elise. She was about to knock on the bathroom door when she yelped in surprise. Elise wasn't in the bathroom at all. She was hiding right next to the fridges, talking with Jay. Oh, I'm sorry to disturb you. I I'll get out of your way. We heard a click, and two voices came on the speakers. You know I've never loved anyone but you. I'm just... You know... Securing our future. Once I marry Sam, we'll be set for life. I'll run away with his money and his jewels, and then we can disappear to any country you want. You promise? I promise, baby. I'm only marrying him for a show. I'll trick him into signing divorce papers as soon as I've got everything I can get from him. I believe you. Oh, I can't wait. And when you're free of him, I can finally make my move to take over his company, too. I have people who are loyal to me now. All right, I'll come knock at your door tonight. When he's asleep, we can go on a date under the moonlight so no one will know. I'll be expecting you. 
Oh, and act like we had an argument when you go out. I'll follow after a minute, so it's not too obvious. But nothing was secret about their conversation at all. The flight attendant overheard what they were talking about, and she decided she wasn't just going to smile and pretend like nothing was happening. So, she politely excused herself and very cunningly left the intercom on. I heard everything she was saying. The whole plane did. The air suddenly felt tense. Where before my friends and I were laughing and having fun, the moment... I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Jay appeared from behind those curtains. Everyone was silent. My friends all glared at him. And when Elise appeared behind him, she knew immediately something was wrong. But she tried to play it cool. No! Jay, I didn't even see you there. Why are you standing in the middle of the aisle? And why is everyone staring? I pushed the button on my seat, and the flight attendant came to me. I smiled at her. You can come sit here, Nicole. The flight attendant looked surprised at first, but she eventually sat beside me. She was even more beautiful up close, and her blonde hair smelled like lavender. Could you confirm, please, Nicole, that these were the two having that conversation we just heard? Nicole nodded. Conversation? What conversation? What are you talking about? There's no need to pretend. We heard you. We all heard you. Elise's face changed from being innocent to angry. Okay, so what? Did you honestly think I'd ever fall for you? Look at you. Now look at me. You're nothing compared to me. All you're good for is money. I've been with your best friend ever since before we reunited. In fact, he was the one who told me you were rich now. It's not like you can do anything about it. You are going to fall. And you're going to fall hard. I'm just here to take what I can get before you're a homeless beggar in the streets. I just smiled. I gestured to Nicole to help me with something. Nicole, love, would you be so kind as to fetch Elise her... Uh... I mouthed the word parachute. Nicole was confused, but she nodded anyway and disappeared behind the curtain. Get me a what? I don't need anything. Honestly, just get over it already. You're toast. Elise tried to sit next to me, but I pushed her away to the other end of the seats. What? You can't seriously be mad at me. You should be thanking me. It's a privilege you get to marry me. I laughed. 
There won't be a wedding, Elise. <laughs> <laughs> oh, please. You're joking, right? You're gonna dump me? Me? Oh, I'm not just dumping you. I'm throwing you out of the plane. Fuel is very expensive, you see. And I just can't stand to have you waste any more of my time and money. So, I'm afraid this is your stop. Nicole appeared with the parachute. Jay looked scared. I looked at him and told him to put the chute on his girlfriend. He didn't want to, but I told him that if he wanted to keep his job and reputation, he should do everything I said. Just like that, Jay turned on Elise. He strapped the parachute on her as if his life depended on it. Elise resisted. But what could she do? No one in that plane wanted her there anymore. You're gonna regret this! Nobody's ever gonna want to date you! You think any girl would want you? Just you wait! You'll come crawling back to me! I don't think so. I took Nicole's hand and asked her if I could kiss her. Suddenly, her eyes lit up and she said yes. I kissed her right in front of Elise's shocked face. Wait! No, wait! I changed my mind! I, I, I do want to marry you! No, no, don't make me get off the plane! We can start over! No, please, don't leave me here! I don't have any money! I won't be able to get home! We're in the middle of nowhere, Sam! Sorry, you've got to go now. No, don't! And as Elise floated away, I called out to her. Who's falling now, Elise? Everyone laughed, and Nicole finally did as well. I knew the moment she started working on that jet that she had a thing for me. I just never really thought of it because I thought I was in love and happily engaged. But now? Now I get to date a much more beautiful girl than that gold digger. She was hardworking, ambitious, and smart, too. The wedding still went through. It was just postponed a few days. Not to Elise, obviously. I married Nicole. None of our guests complained. At least, they gotta stay three days longer in that ski resort. It took a while to get Nicole's parents and friends flown over since the decision was so spontaneous. But as soon as they did, I asked for their blessing, and Nicole and I got married in the Swiss Alps. After, we spent an entire month traveling Europe. We went to Rome, then Croatia, then Norway. And honestly, I couldn't have wished for a better wife. Nicole was everything I knew she was going to be. She was caring and sweet, and she always made me laugh. The best part of the trip was when we saw a newspaper with Elise's face plastered all over it. Her hair was all sorts of a mess and had leaves and twigs all over. The headlines said that she was a lost tourist who became a meme for telling the most ridiculous story when they found her. The funniest part was that she had stupidly opened her parachute way too early, and the wind carried her hundreds of miles from where we dropped her. She ended up stuck in a tree in a forest in Liechtenstein. The people there thought she was some sort of Russian spy and refused to help her. Nobody wanted to help her get home, and they didn't want to give her a job. Now she's living under a bridge like the troll that she is. I couldn't believe my luck. I stood there in the middle of mopping the office floors, staring at the bulletin board. My name's Grant and the company I worked for was holding a raffle for an all-expenses-paid trip to a super-exclusive private island in the Philippines. You won, Grant! You won! Everyone was clapping and cheering for me. 
except one. The office manager. She was livid. She strutted to me, took the mop from my hands, broke it on her knee, and kicked my mop bucket, spilling all the dirty mop water all over the place. How dare you disobey my orders? Didn't I tell you all to sign my name on your entries for the raffle? I had always wanted to travel, but I've always been too poor to do so. Never even been to another state. And now, I was going on my first ever trip on a plane. In first class! I was so glad I didn't give in to our manager's demands to write her name on the raffle ticket I got. Otherwise, she would have won that trip. And she would have rubbed it all in our faces. Sheila slapped me and glared at me. Now, do your job and clean up all this mess! But then... The CEO's office door opened. What's all this commotion? This dumb janitor spilled all the mop water everywhere. You should fire him, boss. He's useless. Uh, that's not true. She broke the janitor's mop and slapped him because she's mad she didn't win the raffle. That's right, boss. She made us all sign her name on our raffle tickets so she'd win. And now that she didn't, she's taking it out on Grant. She's been terrorizing us this whole time, boss. Sheila's face was one of unimaginable rage. Nobody had ever stood up to her like that before. But now, somehow the office was done with her being a total prick. Uh, that's not true, boss. I would never do something like that. Her lie was easily disproved when the CEO took the box where they put all the raffle entries and discovered that a lot of the names are just Sheila's. She begged the CEO not to fire her, and she didn't. Her CEO instead demoted her to being the janitor, and she promoted me as a clerk. I was so happy. Finally, my life was turning around. Everyone congratulated me on winning the trip, and they were all there to see me off at the airport. First class was even more luxurious than I had imagined. The pretty flight attendant brought me everything I wanted and even tucked me in to sleep with the warmest, most comfortable blanket I'd ever been under. Our flight stopped in Dubai, where I got to go shopping for free, courtesy of our company's black card. Our CEO gave me free reign to spend as much as I wanted as an apology for how Sheila treated me. I was scared to spend too much, but I bought my girlfriend a designer bag and a few souvenirs and gifts for my friends back at the office. When I finally landed at our destination island, I was blown away. I never thought how different my small hometown was compared to the rest of the world. There, the sky was so blue. And the water was all different shades of blue and turquoise. It was clearer and cleaner than the tap water I get at home. I got to go on tours and saw turtles and whale sharks and a million different colors of corals and fish. The hotel I was staying at treated me like royalty. I stayed at a suite that was right on the beach. And every morning, I would have breakfast on the sand while employees of the exclusive hotel fanned me with palm leaves, and served me in every way. Then, one day, I saw a yacht dock near my beach villa, 
I was so surprised at the people who came out of the hundred-foot super yacht. There were fifteen of them, all A-list celebrities, models, and billionaire businessmen. Leading them was Brad Pitt, Angelina Jolie, and their family. This happened before they broke up, so they were still all together. One of their friends was a supermodel I recognized. I've had the biggest crush on her ever since I was in high school, and I couldn't believe my luck when she passed by my table on the beach as I was having breakfast, and she smiled right at me. I couldn't help but blush. My waitress leaned in and told me that those guys often ate at the hotel because Brad had a private island close by. Oh, what I wouldn't have given to see that. Although, I was pretty shy, so I never even managed to approach them, even for a selfie. Little did I know, that very night, my wishes would come true. For when I got back to my villa after a scuba diving tour, I saw a girl crying in my bed. Uh, who, who are you? Are you supposed to be here? Uh, oh, oh, I'm... I'm sorry. I was looking for refuge, and I snuck into the nearest room I could find. I'm so... I'm so sorry. You left your door open, so... Oh, my God. Y you're... Adriana! She was crying, and her face was all red. But I would recognize her face anywhere. Why... Yes. How did you know? Everyone knows your name where I come from. Are you kidding? That made her smile. Turned out, even A-list supermodels like her are just like us. They're just people with their own sets of problems and insecurities. Adriana was crying because her father was forcing her to marry one of the businessmen in Brad's party, and she didn't like him at all. She was prepared to do anything it took to not be around him but her father said he would have her tied up and delivered to Roland if she didn't marry him willingly. So, she asked for my help. Now, I didn't know exactly what I was agreeing to, and I didn't know how dangerous that Roland guy was, because as soon as she heard that Adriana was staying in my room, he got me captured by his bodyguards. I was brought to a dark room with only one hanging lamp. He sat me down and gave me two choices. Leave Adriana alone. Never talk to her again. Ignore her. And I will reward you. I can talk to some people. I know the owner of this resort. Have you ever dreamed of living and working in a paradise island like this? Uh, um... Yeah, I guess. But I can't just betray Adriana. We've become friends over the last few days. <laughs> Friends? <sighs> oh, please. Adriana would never even talk to a bottom feeder like you. She's just using you. I heard you were a janitor back home. Wouldn't you want to be rich? I can talk to the owner of this resort. I can make you this resort's manager. Walter, give him the bag. The bodyguard slammed a duffel bag on the table. When I saw what was in it, my eyes couldn't hide my surprise. That's one hundred thousand dollars. 
in addition to your new position as resort manager. I suggest you take my offer, because your second choice won't be as pretty. I know where you live, and I know your mom is sick. What would happen if I make you unable to work ever again? I took Roland's offer. Honestly, I was just so scared. And the money would be more than enough to get my mom the treatment she needed for her sickness. But as soon as I got back to my room to fetch Adriana, I felt a thud and I was out cold. When I woke up, I was in a huge kitchen. There was a priest in front of me and Adriana was smiling beside me. She was marrying me. Oh, good. He's awake. Now let's continue. Grant, do you take Adriana to be your wife? My mind raced. I, I would love nothing else in the world, but... My mom. The money. Roland's threats. No, I, I can't. I... I'm s I'm sorry. Roland, he... Adriana began to cry, and then she ran away. The next day, Roland had already made me into the hotel manager. Roland even called my boss back home to tell her of my new job, and all my co-workers were so happy for me. I didn't know how hard a job it was going to be. I worked day in and day out, 17 hours a day. I was so exhausted all the time that one day... I just passed out. But when I woke up, I wasn't in my office. I woke up in a beach villa ten times more luxurious than the resort. And Adriana was in a corner, sipping tea. I know he got to you. What is it? Did he bribe you? Threaten you? I thought you said you'd help me. You did both. I'm sorry. Where are we? I looked out the window and saw the resort was nowhere to be found. I was in a completely different island. I had to take you away. Out of Roland's grasps. What offer did he make you? I told her my situation. My mom's sickness. I'll double what he gave you. And obviously you should keep the money he gave you. That way, you have 300 grand. I'll send someone to fetch your mom and keep her safe. I have powerful friends too, you know. And if you marry me, Roland will not be able to touch us. That very night, Adriana brought the priest again. And that night, I said yes. We were married on a paradise island in the middle of nowhere under the stars. And it was perfect. But just then... Brad's yacht arrived. The celebrities ran down towards us. They were all worried about Adriana having been missing for many days. Did this man capture you? Someone, call the cops! Adriana just laughed. No, quite the opposite. I captured him. And now we're married! Roland came running down the yacht and grabbed Adriana's arm. How dare you defy me! Get your hands off my wife! Or what? Or... This! I took out my phone and started playing a recording of Roland's voice. Everyone heard his threats. 
his evil plans. What Roland didn't know is that I learned long ago to record everything every time I was in trouble. And when he captured me, I had everything on tape. Now, I had the power to topple his business empire if I wanted. And his friends have heard how trash he really was. Roland whimpered like a scared dog and ran. He was so embarrassed, he ran to one of the lifeboats and started paddling out of there with his bodyguards. The celebrities, Adriana and I, partied all night on that paradise island to celebrate our wedding. Who would have thought a janitor like me would end up married to a supermodel and having celebrity friends? Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.